And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. <laughs> One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim, I am your host. Thank you so much for being here today. We have Nate Ramos on the show today. He Nate is a local here in New England that has kind of, and forgive me for saying this, Nate, but literally come out of nowhere. Um, you're going to hear in the episode, we talk about how he went from working a regular job to saying, fuck it, and doing this thing full time, which I absolutely love. I love when people just say, you know what, I'm going to chase my dream and here we go. Um, you know, because that's what really this show is about, chasing your dreams, right? Well, Nate's got a dream and he's doing it and he just keeps building his repertoire and reputation around here very, very well. You can see him pretty much anywhere um, if you're here in Massachusetts or New England. If you are, check him out. Go to Spotify and everywhere else and, you know, check out his music. It's great. Um, I tell this story all the time. He had opened for Travis Denning. And I think we talk about it in the episode. We open for Travis Denning, and some of you may remember he kind of took over our Instagram that day. It was awesome. So again, thank you, Nate, for that. But back to the story. Now, this kid, he's pretty much a nobody, right? Um, except if you're in the area. And I've never seen an opening act like that play his songs in 70% of the crowd singing the songs back to him. It was absolutely fantastic. I will never forget it as long as I, I live. It was absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about everything in this episode. So, um, you know, I've had the pleasure of becoming friends with Nate over the last several months. So thank you, Nate, for that. And um, I really hope you guys enjoy the conversation because it was a good one. And, um, yeah, that's it. We will talk about the Willie Nelson show that we saw over the weekend, uh, the second half of the episode. So stay tuned for that. And um, until then, guys, without further ado, our conversation with Nate Ramos. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Before we start the show today, I just wanted to let you know about a new partner we have here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. We are now brand ambassadors for Web Western Apparel. That's webwestern.com, W-E-B-B. W-E-S-T-E-R-N.com. Go check out their stuff. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Hats, shirts, all kinds of goodies. If you go there at checkout, put in promo code BOOTS21. That's B-O-O-T-S-2-1. Again, BOOTS21 at checkout. You will get 10% off your entire order. Don't miss out on these opportunities. It's absolutely fantastic what they're doing. Again, thank you, Web Western. Boots21 is their promo code, webwestern.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers, everyone. We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing good. Can you hear me okay or no? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you fine. I can, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, I nice. can. Nice. So you're camping. Uh, yeah, so my girlfriend's family campground in Plymouth. Um, so we are, like, full-time living here throughout the summer. Sick. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's awesome. where we're like we we start we came down just before 
Memorial Day and, and we'll head back. Um, we had just bought a house in Plymouth too. Uh, so we'll head back to the house some point in September. Damn, you're living the life, man. <laughs> Trying to. Yeah, yeah. Well, so first and foremost, lucky, but... um, thanks for coming on. I, uh, I think, I think your story is pretty, uh, pretty incredible from what, uh, from what we've had a conversation for. You know, not on, not on the show. Um, so I kind of want you to tell that story a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, definitely appreciate it. And, um, anything, you know, as a local musician, still uh, local musician. Anything, anything that uh, people are 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 willing to do for me in terms of getting my name out there is is always a big help and appreciated. But um, so yeah, um, I don't have a very long story in music. Um, I'm 25 and I picked up. A guitar when I was 21 so I, I you know I was always a, a, a sports you know an athlete growing up I actually played uh, basketball in college and you know sports was just my main focus throughout my entire life until um, it was done pretty much uh, I played all the way up through my senior year of college and um, at some point just before the end of my senior year I guess it was um, in, in between junior and senior year, I, I just, you know, started playing guitar. Um, I, I started learning, I should say, started learning guitar because I didn't really know how to play until about a year, <laughs> a year after, and could put a, put a few chords together. But, um, yeah, so I, I started playing back then, uh, 2019. Um, I pretty much just wanted to play to... Uh, sing the songs that I like to sing, and I had only ever sung in the car, um, but I, I just like the idea of being able to play them on guitars and play them with a few friends and have everybody sing along. So you you had n- nothing prior to 21? Um, no, not, no, definitely no string instruments i had only ever played the trumpet um in middle school uh middle school band and that was pretty much just so i could go to six flags every year which is something (laughs) that being in the band (laughs) offered but uh yeah no no real experience um i never i never joined chorus because i never thought i was you know good singing um i had really only ever sung in the car like i said (laughs) damn so at, so from the time you decide to pick up a guitar to, you know, really that first year of you doing it, like, what was the desire? Was it just, was it just to entertain buddies or, you know, while you're at a party? Was it to, you know, pick up tricks? Was it, you know, <laughs> you know, once I was done playing sports, knew I wasn't going pro, I wanted to do something. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so I lived uh, at a an apartment in at school. I went to Western New England in Springfield, um, and one of my roommates, my junior year, um, he knew how to play guitar. And you know, we were we had an off campus house, so we always had friends there as opposed to going on campus. Um, so people would come over on the weekends and kind of you know just hang out and and drink or whatever and and we would we would uh hear he would uh break the guitar out at around like midnight one o'clock and just start playing songs and everybody sang along and and you know when i was there to experience that i i was like you know what i think that'd be pretty cool if i could do that myself kind of wherever wherever i am um whether it's you know at school or or at a friend's house or um at this campground that i'm living at um, I just wanted to be able to, you know, have songs that I could play on guitar and, and break it out whenever I wanted and people would enjoy it and sing along with me. Damn. So were you, when you were growing up, was, what kind of music were you listening to to get us to, you know, more or less the kind of music you're writing now? Um, I pretty much, am I, neither of huge music uh, fans my dad was always like a, a you know talk show sports talk show radio guy 
Um, my mom would kind of just throw on, you know, hits of, you know, pop or whatever. But um, I remember one of my, uh, or my, I should say my brother-in-law and then one of my other sister's um, boyfriends back in the day were country music fans. And, and that kind of got me started at the very first point of listening to country music. Um, I don't know exactly what age I was, but that kind of kicked things off for uh, country music for me. And I pretty much never looked back and I really like only listen to country music, which I should, I should branch out more, but um, yeah. country music has always been, has always been there since, I don't know, since I was 10, 11 years old, maybe. Damn. You know, it's funny you say that because I can't remember a time growing up where music wasn't, you know, a big focus in my house as a kid. You know, my parents are you know, music junkies, you know, it's, it's wild. It's wild to hear that other side of it, you know, because you're not the first one to say it. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, it's it just fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, my dad still typically just listens to like talk shows and stuff, but, uh, um, as I got into listening to country music myself, um, I have a few friends. Um, one of them in particular is, is a huge country music fan. Um, um, and, you know, him and I have been going back and forth with country music and, and learning about new guys who are, you know, not very well known and diving into their music. And we talk about it a lot and we, we pass things back and forth. And we've been doing that for a good three or four years. And I'd say, I'd say, you know, that's the kind of the time frame for when I started playing music that, um, you know, doing that with him has really, you know, pushed music even further for me from just uh, a listening to it in the car to listening to it pretty much all day. I I just listen to music and that's, you know, kind of, I don't know, I, that, that's where the love came from. Now, with these with these people you're discovering, you know, in the country music realm that maybe you know, the mainstream doesn't know about or doesn't give the, you know, the credit to quite yet. You know, are you, tr are mm. you, I don't want to say, are you trying to emulate those things, but is that where you're getting a lot of your sound and your inspiration from? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, that's, that's a lot of the types of music. I mean, people like, uh, you know, Zach Bryan isn't, isn't very little known anymore, but um, yeah. he used to be not very well known. And uh, guys like guys like him, um, Charles Wesley Godwin, who I know you you know you are a fan of, um, and um, a few other guys to name name a few are Tanner Usray, uh, William Beckman, or I, I, I like uh, a lot of the Texas country music guys. But yeah, I'd say I'd say a lot of their music is is kind of where it comes from. Another guy. Um, one of my favorites is Steve Mokler. He's not a Texas guy, but he is a, a big country music guy. And um, the guys, yeah, those are a few names that I, I listen to very, very frequently. And I'd say that their music has helped kind of mold my music. Um, I, I, you know, like you said, I try to emulate some of the things that they do in my own music. Yeah. Now, at what point did you, you know, you're you're playing these cover tunes for, for your buddies and all that shit. At what point did you say, Hey, maybe I can write a song and, and start doing that. Um, it's kind of funny because, so I, I was playing just, you know, covers at, at, you know, fires and whatnot with my friends. And then, um, I booked my first, live performance um in it's coming up on two years now so in, in 2021 of july with keeping that central mass vibe going we have to thank our friends over at the dcu center again here in worcester dcucenter.com they are the premier venue here in central massachusetts they are a mid-size arena they're the home of the worcester railers the massachusetts pirates Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street, right here in Worcester. Cheers. Um, and then I started playing shows at restaurants and bars and stuff like that, which I still do. But um, from there, I think it was, it was last February that I started writing songs. And 
I, before that, all the time of learning guitar and, and playing out live and stuff like that, I really, you know, didn't have any interest in trying it because I always thought it was kind of this like otherworldly thing that people do. And, and I didn't think I would ever be able to do it. And one day I was just kind of hanging out, laying in bed um, with my girlfriend and a couple, you know, a, a short phrase popped into my head and, and I was like, Oh, that could maybe be something. And that was the first time I ever tried writing. Um, and, you know, wrote my first song off of that, you know, first phrase that popped into my head. And then from that point on, I, I started enjoying the process of, you know, building songs. Um, I don't do a whole lot in terms of the musical aspect. I, I pretty much just, you know, play guitar. Um, like, you know, I, I only know how to play guitar. So <laughs> um, I just, you know, put chords together that I like and all that. But I, I really like and enjoyed the process of thinking of lyrics that kind of create a story. Yeah. You know, because it's, <laughs> I, you know, I got to see you now open for, uh, who the hell was it? Travis Denning. And, yes. you know, you, right. And mm. I've never, I've never, you know, and I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows, right. I have never, except for maybe one instance, seen a, you know, virtual, and please don't take this the wrong way, but a nobody open a show for a, <laughs> for a national act. And I would say 20% of the crowd singing back the words to you. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah, that was, I remember you said that that night too. It was Ah, uh, that's that's just a testament to my friends and family. To be honest with you, they, <laughs> it's there. There were so many of them there that night, and there were so many of them at the first show that I played at Off the Rails when we played a, an after show to the Zach Bryan concert that was at the DCU Center. Um, they have been like amazing in terms of their support and come into my shows um even if it's you know not at a place like off the rails and i'm not opening for someone like travis denning but you know they've they've always shown me support and and that was just crazy they were like <laughs> i don't know i don't know they're just you know singing along to the songs and i have four out there and i think they know all the words to pretty much all four of them at this point and that, that was so much fun. It was awesome being able to be up there and, and look back and, and see how much, like, how much joy that they were having or how much fun that they were having and, and actually singing along to the songs that we were playing. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite the thing. You know, I've, I, I, like, I, like, I, I think, I, I'm, like, at a loss for words because that's how, like, dumbfounded I was by it. You know, I, 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 you know, obviously there's always going to be a couple people, right? But it was like, you know, like that's great. That's great to have that sort of, you know, backing and that sort of support. You know, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. I mean, I will say that it, it, it did help that, um, I grew up 10 minutes from, off the rails right. um, so that helped in getting people there but I know a lot of my friends don't you know they don't live in the area anymore and, and they still traveled and, and came and, and obviously you know they were listening to my songs before that and it shows and, and they were learning the songs before that so that was you know that'll, that'll be tough to top in terms of experiences in my life I'll say yeah yeah you know it's 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 great. It, it's going to be a great feeling, you know, for somebody like you that has, you know, really not done this very long to have that sort of support and that following and that, you know, everything you're doing. Because, I mean, based on the conversations you've had, you you now just do this as your as your job. true that's true yeah yeah i i just uh just quit my job my full-time job um in march um and i i'll say it before that before i started playing music i've always been a you know entrepreneurial mind i guess wanting to 
kind of figure out ways to do things on my own. And um, as music started to pick up, I just thought it, it was full time. It's definitely a grind, but uh, yeah, like you said, having the support of my friends and family, and when I was telling them about my plans to do, there wasn't a single person who told me that I shouldn't. Person who who doubted me. Um, and I appreciate the help of that, and I hope that they all know that, um, because you know it's a it's only hopefully going to get better from here, and and you know obviously all musicians need that support, but yeah, I never had a single person tell me tell me not to do it or or kind of second guess my thoughts at least face to face, but uh, I think most people, <laughs> um, <laughs> most of my family and friends do do like genuinely believe in in me and. Um, you know, the things that I can do, which is, it's pretty cool. Now, let me ask you if you don't, you don't have to get into like nitty gritty detail, but what were you doing before March when you, you know, did leave your job? Yeah. So I was, um, I was doing tech sales for, I was doing sales for a tech company, selling software, um, pretty much just, you know, a regular. whatever it was um but that's that sounds software and um weren't um but i and two acts of, of a person and, and two you know um i i couldn't sit down all day so from the moment that i started that job i was thinking about ways to get out of it i would say yeah. <laughs> as bad as it sounds but um no, and no, music is is one of those yeah but uh, music is is obviously one of those things that is just ultra, you know. Obviously, you know, you know you're not running around, but it's ultra active. You know, you can be sitting right. down and and playing the guitar or singing. You you're doing something, keeping you keeping it going. And I think that fits kind of my personality very well. Um, but yeah, so I was doing that and saying that I was working a little bit during my days for the music as well. I was booking shows so that I could set myself up to quit the job, you know, throughout my days uh, working there. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, you're, you're preaching to the choir. That's... And I, I, I probably shouldn't say that. But I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I can make my own schedule. You know, I pretty much make my own schedule. So, you know, it's the same thing where, you know, do I love my day job? No. Is it easy? Yeah. Can I, you know, kind of <laughs> do what I need to do? Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's, it's yeah. hard to, yeah. you know, leave that kind of comfort, especially when you're, when you have like a dream, you know what I mean? And you can work on that mm. dream and still, you know, more or less make a, make some sort of a living. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that and am feeling it um, as I, kind of progressed through this but um like i said it it was just it's never really been like not to say not to say that i'm doing this you know fully for the dream like i obviously need money to live but um you know the the job and all that it was never you know really for the money like i wanted to pursue something and i wanted to pursue something that i i enjoyed doing and had the ability to really control my time and and that's why i you know did this to set not, not the only reason but that's why i really wanted to set myself up to do this full time um and it helped that i have a, a really good friend who does it as well um so he helped kind of you know put together a, a blueprint for me for what i or how i could do it um how i could leave my job and then continue to make enough money to live and and do everything that i want to do and you know, with his help and seeing someone who also has done it. He was really the first person that I had met who, who does it full time. Um, and he's also the one that I play with in the band. His name is AJ Otino. Um, and yeah, seeing him and, and meeting him and doing, you know, having him show me the way, I guess, helped, helped a lot because I'm not entirely sure if I really would have done it. If I really would have pushed myself to do it full time if I hadn't met him when I did, which was only about a year ago. Um, and we've become, you know. Now we got to thank our friends 
on the North Shore, the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint. Our buddy Jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out, 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey Podcast sent you. Cheers. Really, really good friends since then. Damn. I, you know, it blows my mind on how quickly you've done all this. Yeah, I... I definitely, I mean, goes back to what I was saying. I, I can't sit down, <laughs> so I can't stop. Um, the only person, I say this to my girlfriend all the time, she's the only person who can get me to slow down and stop, and maybe that's, you know, probably a, a it's probably in some way, a, you know, at some points a, a bad thing um, to, to always be on the go, but um, I don't know. I, I, I push myself to do things that I want to do, and, and this was one of them that I really, really wanted to do. Um, so I you know, kind of made it happen, I guess. <laughs> you know, and that's that's really incredible. You know, it really is. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. You know, but I got to ask because, you know, I, I mean, maybe it's easier for you. But how do you, how do you, right, forget, forget the dream part, right? Was it hard to walk away from, like, stability like that? Um, yes, I think yes and no. I think yes, because I knew, I knew for a fact that my income is, was going to, you know, reduce, (laughs) um, you know, not, not a whole lot, but I knew it was going to reduce. But, uh, I also, I also do believe in myself and being able to do the things that I want to do. I've, I've, you know, been, for lack of a better word, grinding on the things that I want wanted to do in my life ever since I was little. Um, I started a, a, a lawn service business when I was in college and kind of did that for a summer. I also played college basketball and that really, really helped with discipline and being able to kind of, uh, I don't know, keep my mind focused on things and what I want to do. But in terms of like leaving a safety net, I, I knew I you know, got past the, the thought of, of leaving it and knowing, or I, I, I accepted the fact that I was going to leave it. I was going to have to leave it in order to do the things that I wanted to do, which was yeah. play music full time and, and really try to pursue this. So I, after I kind of got past the point of, of accepting it, then it made it a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now is your plan with your music, you know, going forward? You know, do you have a, do you have kind of like a, you know, at this time next year, this is what I want to be doing, or this is what I think I should be doing, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, um, you know, definitely 1000% want to play more band shows, um, ever, you know, getting the taste of playing, playing it off the rails for those two shows. Um, opening for Travis Denning in, in the after show after Zach Bryan played at the at the DCU Center. Um, those were obviously it's easy to say it because they were the two biggest shows, but they were so much fun. Just the entire process of you know practicing in our drummer's basement for to prepare for that first show. Um, you know, eight hours at a time, once or twice a week. Um, that, that process was just so much fun being able to really enjoy it with other people and not just myself. Um, so I, yeah. I really want to play more band gigs, um, and hopefully bigger shows like the ones at off the rails. So we have, we already have, um, you know, a show, 
booked with Off the Rails and have a few flyers out there with them to book a few more. And then, you know, try to start some other venues. Um, I have a, I've started a, a little list uh, with, with AJ and uh, places that we want to reach out and want, want to play next year. Um, so I'd say definitely more high-profile band gigs um, with those guys. And then I also want to, you know, definitely put out more music. I'm putting out um, a few more singles this year that will kind of work towards the compilation acoustic EP that I'll be I'll be putting together by the end of this year. And then um, into next year, I'd love to start um, – putting some full band songs out there um, i've tossed around the idea of an album um which i i really like albums i love listening to them i know it's not the typical way of doing things anymore especially for people who don't have a huge following but uh i just love the idea of albums i listen to them so much um i'd love to do that myself yeah you know i'm with you albums are like the way to go to me you know, EPs are great, but it's like you get a you get kind of like a tease and you're into it, and it's like, you know, 20 minutes later, it's over. It's like, shit. I know. And it's like, it's it's funny that we're on the same page because the the general population probably isn't. They're like, oh, 10 song albums are too long. I want I want just one or two songs, and and that's good for me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love I love just diving into them. You know, seeing what they're all about and. Um, I feel like it makes me learn more about the person who, or the person or the band that, that put them together. Like it, it's pretty cool because it's, it's always, you know, I feel like albums are like a, a portion of that person's life or, you know, made up stories that they, that they created. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. I like, I like diving into them. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. You know, it's, I, you know, I appreciate the I appreciate the rat race that is this industry. You know, mm. and you know what people think that they should do and put out a single every six to eight weeks or whatever. But like, I really, I really like that whole. You know, I'm gonna wait a little while, and here's here's a bunch of songs. Mm. For you, yeah, know, to really get it going. I agree. And I'm not saying that I'm not the person who keeps the, you know, the, the typical business side of, of music in mind and, and what I should be doing. Obviously, like I, I do social media as best as I can. I, I probably could still do it better. Um, but like, I also have the feeling of good music is going to find its way. I feel like good music has just found its way to myself and in, in listening like listening to it myself and I feel like it just finds a way out there. Like, you know, obviously the the biggest example that we have right now is someone like Zach Bryan who just threw up a couple albums and people were like, Oh, this is the greatest ever. So it's like, it's, I don't know. It's obviously goes against the entirety of what the industry is like right now, but um, I don't know. You never know. I feel like, I feel like you just kind of, especially someone in my shoes, like I, I have the ability to just throw what out there that I want and see what sticks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know what, I, honestly, I know we've talked about it a lot, but your backing and your support and your, you know, your fandom that you have, even if, you know, let's just for argument's sake, even if it is just, you know, I say just to make it simple, but just those people that are coming, mm. following you to your shows and all that, you know, that's, that's really where it all begins. And that's, yeah. without that, there's really kind of nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. It's, it's huge to have that type of support system. And, and it's not even just my friends. I know, you know, AJ had a bunch of his friends and family who were at those shows and, and they've learned my songs now because my songs are now the band's songs as well. And, and Michael, who was our drummer, um, he had a bunch of friends and family there as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not, it's, it's all, that's another thing why I really enjoy the band, the band piece, because, you know, it, it's, it's no longer just me. It's a, a whole, you know, um, 
I don't know, a, a, it's a collection of guys that we're creating here. And, and now we have, you know, so much more support. Um, I have some, you know, we have two more guys with our band now who can bring, you know, friends and family who want to see them succeed as well, which I think is really cool. And getting to meet some of their friends and family is, is awesome as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. always, it's, you I, know, love it. then, I love it. I love playing with get... those guys. Yeah. You know, your band that I got to meet, you know, they're a great bunch of guys and, you know, you get, you get a little perspective, you know, you get a little different perspective every, every time you even get together and do something. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's also, it goes back to the point of why I want to, I guess, you know, not not so much for why I want to do an album, but like, that's why I want to do band, you know, more full band material um, going into next year as well, because it would, it's going to be really cool to be able to sit down with them and, and anybody else who helps us out with the, with the project and, and the songs and be able to kind of piece them together. I've, I've never done that before. <laughs> like I, I've music and, and, you know, Dallas Jackson here with tips to music artists. Are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? Are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. things in my mind that that i've you know appreciated from other so it'll be cool to to do that with my own and our own songs yeah no absolutely absolutely and you should you should because you've you've got something i you know i can't put something there that you have and i think (laughs) i think it's i think it plays into you know that that zach brown that charles wrestling godwin that you know, Charlie Crockett, you know, kind of, I don't want to say necessarily say sound, but you know, that raw talent, that raw emotion, that grassroots following that, you know, ultimately Mm -hmm. will be what makes you. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and it's, it's, like I said, it's just been so much fun. And, and I hope that that shows in the way that, I and we perform as a band because we just we just go out there and we we just have fun like it, it's not it's kind of nice being at the level that we're at obviously I want to get to a, a, a different level and a, and a higher level than we are at now and we all do but it's it's so much fun to just like have you know no no worries no no issues and just go out there and have fun and like we that's what we do and it, it seems like everybody else who's there with us does does the same <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well you know Nate, i think you're i honestly for for local talent you know there's there's a lot of people out there right there's a lot of hmm. people doing it every day every week but i think there's just something different about you that is going to allow you to you know, be even more um, sellable, if 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 you will, you know, than than some of these other other acts that are out there. And I I can't wait to see what you do. Thank you. Yeah, we thank you so much. Um, yeah. We we really try to try to do the best to to sell ourselves, so that you know, hopefully one day people will want to, you know do the same for for our music and it's it's just yeah it's just so much fun and i hope that nothing gets in the way of that you know where we take this thing um i don't think it i don't think it ever will but as people like i mean you you saw charles wesley godwin um in in june i was at that show too in boston um you could just tell those guys just have so much fun and you know people might People might say things about might say bad things about him signing a record deal now and whatever, but it's like he still goes out there and has fun no matter what. And and I look up to him especially a lot. Um, and 
being able to bring that type of energy to shows and stuff like that. And it's, that's, that's what I'm chasing is to be able to be at a point where he's at and, and still have so much fun with it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you're, you're doing it, man. You're, you're living that dream, you know, and I, there's a lot of people <laughs> out there that wish, that wish they could and you're doing it and you, you got to just keep on keeping on. Yeah. I love it. So might as well, might as well do it. If you love it, you love what you do. You never, never work a day in your life, I guess. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, man, so, um, I can't thank you enough for coming on. You know, we gotta, you know, we gotta get together again soon and, and do some stuff. And, you know, I have some, some things in mind that I think we should, uh, we should discuss and talk about off, off of the episode. But, um, yeah. No, I think there's some big things that you could do we could do together and uh, you know, kind of see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, the the Instagram takeover for the Travis Dinnick show was was a lot of fun. It was it was cool for us to do it because it, you know, gave us an opportunity to show people kind of what we do even though even though we're still learning it ourselves. But uh right. that was a lot of fun, so I'd love to do love to do you know, whatever else you have in mind and, and bounce ideas off of each other and kind of work together. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was, it was great. One of it was absolutely fantastic. I agree. That was, that was pretty sweet. Um, I mean, the show itself, it just being able to show the behind the scenes of that was, was so cool. Um, you know, going up and doing the, uh, doing sound check and you know we were breaking down and we were breaking down from uh our drummer's basement michael's basement breaking down the drums and our the rest of our stuff and bringing it over there and then setting it all up like it was cool to kind of um you know detail all that for everybody (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was fun and it was fun to watch you know even you know even in the times that i had to run home and all that stuff like you guys guys (laughs) you know you really did yeah, that, was, that was awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. So Nate, I gotta Again, ask you, what offering that. What is your what is your do you wear cowboy boots? <laughs> I do not. What? <laughs> I've never owned a kind of pair a... of cowboy boots. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. I love country music and obviously I write country music. But I'm from I'm from Massachusetts, man. <laughs> I know you are too, but uh, I don't know. It's it's maybe I will maybe I'll get some. Maybe I should ask you for some recommendations. But yeah. no, I've never worn any. Get your pair. Get yourself a pair of Dixons. I they are they are Dixons. the best. They are so comfortable. They are awesome. All right, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so I apologize for that. I know that's a big part of a big part of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Now, about whiskey. I know we've, <laughs> we've had some whiskey together. We have. Yes. That was, I remember that night. I think I got us some, some Maker's Um, I like Maker's Mark. Uh, I've been trying trying different types of whiskey for the last few years. Um, Maker's Mark is, is definitely one that I, I like a lot. Um, I've also really enjoy uh knob creek and actually one of my friends um you know gave me uh gave me a few sips of, of but i don't know if it was maple syrup or just like maple infused knob creek and that was very good um but i, I think if i had to choose one whiskey that i, I would say is my favorite i'd i'd probably say makers that's, yeah that's definitely my go-to if i'm ever grabbing a uh, a whiskey at a bar unless i'm just picking one random one off the shelf but i like it a lot huh now it's coming up here but you get you gotta get you gotta try next time we get together or whatever i'll bring some but um 10th hmm. mountain i know they i know it sounds cliche because they're on all of our uh stuff that we, <laughs> that we promote but, <laughs> yeah. you know and i i said it in the episode and i'll and i'll say it you know all the time you know i'm not a bourbon drinker like I don't like bourbon. I'm I haven't had a bourbon that I care okay. for, you know, a lot. You know, I like the whiskeys, I like the rise, you know, a big That's pretty much all I drink. Yeah. But 
their bourbon, holy shit. It's so smooth. It is so good. Like, it's so good. So I will definitely check that out. I, bourbon is, like, all I drink for whiskey, pretty much. Um, and maybe I should maybe I should branch out a little bit to, to some of the others. Um, so I'm definitely, definitely down to hear, hear some more um, recommendations on, you know, rides and, and all that. But I've pretty much just been bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I've Although I will say, I will say Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey is my shooter whiskey. Yeah, I'm by, I, if I'm going, going to get a shot of that's that one's so easy. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one to uh, you know, it's a good one to mix too. I'm a big fan of that with lemonade. Mm. Oh yeah, that, that's definitely good. Yeah, I like that. Oh man. Well, I can't wait to see you again. You know, we'll get together soon. Let me know the next time you're going to be at off the rails for, for whatever. And, you know, we'll, we'll make it work out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have, um, we haven't, you know, fully, fully announced it yet, but we're playing at the in November, um, on a Friday night, I think it's November 17th. Um, and then we do have another show at off the rails already lined up. Uh, we, we haven't announced that. That one is on Thanksgiving Eve. Um, nice. which should be a hell, hell of a party. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do a co-bill with, um, Whitney Doucette in the moonshine band. Oh, sick. Um, yeah. She's, be she's been my vocal coach for the last maybe year and a half, two years or so. Um, and, yeah, we decided we're going to put on a show together, so that'll be pretty cool. That's awesome. That's a great lineup. That's like yeah, a great that'll be that'll be really fun. Lineup. Yeah, so I think we're I think we're going to play first first for about like an hour, hour 15, and then Whitney and her band are going to come on after that and close out the night and that'll be fun. Thanksgiving Damn. Eve always a a very notable party party night <laughs> yeah god i guess i'm gonna have to go up to off the rails for thanksgiving eve this year oh yeah i'm gonna have that's gonna be an uber <laughs> night I think. that's gonna be a, a <laughs> you know save the pennies for the uh 30 minute uber ride back home <laughs> yeah probably for the best <laughs> damn That'll well, be man, fun I, thanks for telling me all about this thanks for sharing your story i can't wait to uh get this out here for you and um you know we'll we'll talk soon man yeah, no, thank you very much for having me on. And like I said, I I really appreciate the people who have, you know, put a, put a main focus of their work in, in helping local musicians out. Um, it's been, it's, you know, the people yourself and, and a few other people that have helped me along the way have, have been super supportive. So I really appreciate you having me on and allowing me to tell a little bit about myself and my music and can't wait to... Uh, see you again and, and continue to work together. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'm excited. Same here. Same here. All right, buddy. Well, we'll talk soon. Thanks again, and, uh, you know, we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, you. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, Appreciate welcome, it. Bud. See you soon. All right. See you. Bye. All right, all right. One last shout out to our friends over at GoneCountryHats.com. They are out of Florida. If you've ever seen pictures of me in my cowboy hat, that's where it comes from. GoneCountryHats.com. They have some awesome stuff. Go to their website. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Uh, you know what? In fact, I'm going to go right there right now because I need a new cowboy hat. Check them out. GoneCountryHats.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Well, there you have it, everyone, our conversation with Nate. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed having it. Um, you know, it just just a genuine kid. You know, he's he's going to go far, I have a feeling. His songs are great. His attitude is great. He's just, he's killing. He's, he's it's a pleasure to know him for sure. Um, so, yeah, go check out all of his stuff. And, uh, you know, give him a follow, give him a like, give him a subscribe. Do all that stuff for him, you know. Support local. Um, so yeah, we went to the Outlaw Music Festival over the weekend. 
Um, we got there in time for the last three acts, string cheese incident, Bob, Bobby Weir and his wolf pack brothers or whatever the hell it was. And of course the man of the hour, Mr. Willie Nelson. It was the reason why we went right. Willie, we don't, we're not a jam band kind of, kind of show. Um, Bob Weir is a legend. If you don't know who that is, he is a founding member of the grateful dead. Um, and then string cheese incident, they've been around forever. Um, if you're into the jam band scene, you know exactly who they are. Um, I gotta say, those two acts, um, we're not even going to talk about them. Well, I, not my style anymore. Um, you know, whatever. But Willie, unbelievable. For 90 years old, Willie sounded better than he did last year when we saw him. Um, played great. He, he really had the crowd in the palm of his hand the other night. It was awesome to see. Um, you know, to be able to see a true living legend is just, just honestly incredible. Um, so a big thank you to Willie and his team for having us out. And, you know, there's there's nothing bad you can say about Willie Nelson. I don't care if he would have just sat on stage all night and recited the Bible. <laughs> you know, it would have been it would have been absolutely fantastic. Um, if you don't honestly, if you don't like Willie Nelson, there's probably something wrong with you. But anyway, um, so I mean, just want to let you guys know what's going on. Um, I'm kind of toying with the idea of releasing a couple of episodes at a time um depending on some things going forward um we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little time here coming up to do some more interviews so i think if we get a bunch of stuff we're gonna release a couple on tuesdays at a time um and if that's the case i'll let you know well in advance but right now singles um could change but um, if you're here, thank you so much for being here. Um, go follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, the whole nine. Give us a like, follow, interact with everything. We greatly appreciate you. We couldn't do this show without you. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for tagging along and coming along for the ride here with us. Um, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, so, yeah, just remember, guys, whenever you listen to these episodes, it's all about real people, real country, real stories, real everything. I screw that up every time. It's my own tagline. I screw up. Real people, real stories, real country. Whew. I should just get that tattooed on me so I don't forget. Um, but thank you so much. We'll see you next Tuesday for an all-new episode. And until then, guys, keep the boots on the ground the whiskey and the glass. Cheers, y'all. Thanks for being here. Good night.